0: The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Good morning and welcome to Source of Truth. And we're so glad you're with us this morning on this Tuesday edition. Of our devotional time. We are now currently have been walking through um, the story of the first Advent or the First Coming of Jesus, and as we know it today, the Christmas story and all the different aspects that come with it. And uh, so just a moment we'll be in Matthew chapter two, picking up kind of where we left off yesterday. And uh, we want to thank you for joining us. A couple quick announcements kind of up front here is we wanna mention a couple quick things. First of all, there'll be a devotional today and tomorrow. Uh, There will not be one Thursday and Friday as I am taking time with my family and vacation everything, and so uh, we're just choosing this Uh, Thursday and Friday, there will not be uh, this devotional, and there will not be one next Monday. And I believe if I've got it scheduled correctly, Pastor Trevor will have it next week. He will do, I'll be on vacation. I was looking to try and prep a bunch for the week I'm gone, and I just ran out of time, honestly, with everything else going on. So Pastor Trevor will be filling in for me in the interim, and then when I get back after vacation... Uh, we'll be jumping into a brand new study and we'll be telling you more about that as we get closer to it so we're grateful for it and grateful for the opportunity and glad you're with us and so for today and tomorrow as we finish up uh the devotional time this this aspect of study um, we're going to talk today about the gifts that were given to Jesus, and tomorrow we're going to talk a bit about the direction God gave both the um, wise men and Joseph. And it's actually a bit of a precursor to what we'll talk about Sunday. Sunday we're talking about finding God's voice in troublesome times or in fearful times and how to recognize you know, they were given clear direction from God. And even though God doesn't speak directly today like he did in those days, because we have the word of God, how can we learn? What are some principles that we can take into the new year that in spite of whatever 2021 has to offer uh, will help us to be able to walk with God and learn from God and uh, find his his voice and his strength. I look forward to that. Hope you'll be joining us Sunday morning at nine o'clock for our mitigated service, 10 o'clock for our our normal morning service and then uh, online as well. At ten o'clock. So Matthew chapter two, we'll dive right in. Uh, you follow along as I read. Obviously, Matthew two verse nine um, says this: When they heard, when they had heard the king, this is the wise men had just been sent from Herod. When they heard the king, they departed, and though the star which they saw in the east went before them, till it came and stood over where the young child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. And when they were come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary his mother and fell down and worshiped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented unto him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. So for these today, we're gonna look at the very first Christmas gifts. And uh, you think about this, many of us, the idea of Christmas gifts might be a bit of a paranoia. I was walking out of our house this morning and my daughter made this comment, I still have to buy some gifts and I'm thinking, Wow, that would be stressful. It's Mo- it's Monday or Tuesday. Christmas is three days away. I remember there. I have to be honest with you. Most men are worse in this scenario. Where I have found myself going out this week to buy Christmas presents. There's one benefit to the people who receive the well. One possible benefit is when you go out this week, you're either going to find the only thing left on the shelf, which is the thing no one else wanted or no one else could afford. That's usually the two aspects. And In that case, the person receiving the gift is going to receive a gift that's going to have a receipt that you intend them to trade, unless you just give them a gift card, or they're going to sit back and say, man, this is awesome, look at this gift I got. Uh, but in the area of gift giving, for many we say it's a nerve-wracking thing. I want to give them a gift they like. Uh, Something we can afford, something that we're not paying off for the rest of our life. Um, I want to stay within a budget, but I want people to understand how much value they are to me and our culture. And in Christmas, the gift, value of the gift, depending on your circumstance in life, often says that. If you don't have a lot of money to begin with, then uh, it's not wise to spend a lot of money. Uh, If you have tons of money and you choose to buy them socks, maybe we should step out a little bit and do a little better in that area but gift giving is unique and and please remember historically uh, the gift-giving of Christmas is not necessarily based upon the passage we're reading today. Um, most of the Christmas holiday itself, and please understand we talk about uh, the Christmas holiday, the, the American, the American, and it's actually the world, the, the cultural implications of Christmas. You know, we know that Jesus was not born in December 25th. Uh, we understand that gift-giving and things like back and forth were not established even off of this. Some people go back to it. Uh, the the aspects we look at from the human side of the Christmas story were adapted from other beliefs and religions to an extent and they, what they did is they found really what was a pagan style of worship and they took Christmas story and adapted it together and in fact there are many people today of the real conservative side of Christianity that won't touch um, Christmas for that reason. Um, now, I will say, you know, growing up, we evaluate. My mom and dad talked about us evaluating the premise of it. And, and in the average church in which what we do here today is we've kind of ignored, we've ignore, went a point to ignore how it was adapted. And we try to go back to what it is meant for us today. Today, it does, it's a, it's a reminder of the birth of Jesus and all that means for us. And that's what we focus on. We focus on worshiping the birth of Jesus. And by the way, I think we should worship. We worship his death, burial, and resurrection. We should worship him and thank him for his coming. It's a huge sacrifice for him to come And to fulfill prophecy and all of that. And so we've just embraced the time, because we don't know in detail, to be able to honor God in this. And so, uh, but what we look at today really comes down to the very first gifts given. And as we talk about giving a gift, we we understand the value of the gift and the person who's receiving it. Um, What we're looking at now um, is the value that was given to Jesus and what it means. for us and what it means to talk a little bit about prophecy. So let's just give some, the verses we look at, let's break down a couple of things. Number one, we see the star came and stood over where the young child was, literally moved. Uh, obviously from them to the east to be able to see this, the star would have had to be in the heavens, out in space and huge. And now all of a sudden it's moved to sit above the house, which you have to believe it was low enough for the angels to be able to realize this is the place where the young child is, where Jesus was. And so there had to be some movement in this star to be clear where they were supposed to be and uh, to me the moving of the angelic beings and the space and all that i, I won't we, some people go way too far and they get into uh believing in stars and astronomy and telling us future and stuff like that now this is just god using what he's created uh to continue to fill, fulfill his prophecy and explain to everybody the greatness of his son on this earth um, but we see in there that it says that the star stood over the place where the young child was. It no longer states he was a baby. Again, the verbiage and the words used in Scripture are on purpose. They're not mistakes. And so we realize he was no longer a baby. They described him as a young child. The best way we describe it today is that uh, he was a toddler. He was, And we're guessing about two years old because Reese, just before this, Herod had asked, please tell us when the star first came. And and obviously, based upon that information, he decided to say we're going to kill off babies, Hebrew babies, two years and younger, to eliminate his competition. And so we can conclude that he was probably within those two years. It doesn't make a huge difference, but it gives us a bit of understanding that, however, when it appeared, this was was not at the same time of the birth of Jesus. Um, They say that they they came in to see the, the, the child, then they offered gifts. Now understand, this was very customary when royal, when, when people of uh, position would approach someone of great importance, especially in the area of royalty. When these wise men, these astrologers would have come and have met a king, they would have brought gifts, but specifically a king at his birth, recognizing what it meant. Please understand that when, in these days, when a child was born, let's say he was a prince, we, we can kind of see this in England, you know, um, you've got the uh the, the, the princes and, and the princesses of England, and one of them is pastor royalty when they're born, it was a very big deal. So even then, a baby in that day would have been born, they would have been the next king, even if the king had been alive or the queen had been alive. So there was a lot of value, and people would come and they would give gifts to this new king that would be king down the road, understanding the value. This was very fitting with culture and history. But it does give us a recognition that the people of wisdom, not even from the Jewish area, understood who Jesus was from study, from prophecy. And they recognized this and they came reminding us today and reminding the people of the day of, the, of who Jesus was. He was not just a baby, He was not just a child. He was the King of kings and Lord of lords. So they brought these gifts and it was a great proof. Can I just say another proof for the Jewish people? of the day to recognize who Jesus was, and somehow they missed it. Why? Because they didn't want to see it. Because they wanted a king that was going to come and throw off Rome at the time. They didn't want someone to come die on the cross to save them from their sins. They wanted someone to free them from slavery at the moment. And so many times in our lives, we we get frustrated at God because he doesn't fit what we want right now. And we need to remember that when God comes, we He comes, and we've got to get into His plan, not God fit into our plan. And we get it's so dangerous for us to say this is my plan, and I make God fit it. Well, that's not that He's no longer God in our life. We are God, and we make God fit. We need to make sure that when we follow God, it is His word and His teaching, and whatever it is, we adapt to it. And as we learn and grow in Jesus, we should be adapting and growing in that truth, not in our opinions or preferences, but in that truth. And the, the real liberal version, the real conservative side of Christianity can say this is what we believe and we find a way to make the Bible fit it. May we, number one, let the word of God be what establishes our direction. So then he, let's look at what's meant by the three gifts. Uh, first of all is gold. Well, obviously, the value of money and wealth showing, you know, uh, kings had great wealth. Gold was part of that. Uh, the second gift, frankincense. It was basically an expensive incense that was used in the Jewish temple worship, as seen in Leviticus 24-7, and therefore had a relationship to his office as priest. And so we see that they recognize, you know, he was the priest as well in his position. Uh, then there was a third gift, myrrh. Again, an expensive perfume used at this time in the Middle East. Uh, but it was also used in Jewish, in, in Jewish settings. And it actually had two uses, is what we understand. The first use was part of the holy anointing, as seen back in Exodus chapter 30. Uh, interestingly, as we see that, and we we can look at, and it's, it's a good chance in application, we can see these three gifts could be seen as recognizing the three offices of Jesus as prophet, priest, and king. But there's another one that comes with uh, myrrh because myrrh was often also used as a substance used in embalming. Of people who had died so you can look at both ways a lot of people focus it that way it had, could have two signifying points we know uh, we know that he was prophet priest and king we know he came for the purpose of dying on the cross and we do know that these three gifts signify that and what we're reminded of is these gifts the value in and of themselves was minimal into what it said about the one receiving the gifts about Jesus receiving the gifts describing his position as not just a baby, but as royalty, as God, and ultimately as his death. And it reminds us of what that means, what he's done for us. You know, we start at the beginning, we mentioned the idea of gifts and giving. Can I I come to the end and I look at the idea of really the greatest gift? The fact he was on this earth and that, yes, he was the king, and yes, he was his priestly position, and we see ultimately his death. One of the pictures of this was the fact that, yes, one day he'll rule and reign on the throne of David, his father in Israel. We still look forward to the day he will do that in what we call the millennial reign, but what we can see today as a practical point of view is we can see that he came and he gave us a great gift. This was the beginning of the gifts. He came to fulfill prophecy. He took on the form of a man to come and walk the earth so that one day the Hebrews would say he was, a, he was a high priest that was not touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but in all points tempted like as we are without sin. He lived and walked as a human. We understand he was 100% God, so we can't completely compare ourselves to it. But he was, not, he was 100% man, 100% God, but he walked the earth being able to understand the battles that we face every day because he felt the temptations. I don't believe he felt to them or even could have, but he understood them. There was a personal relationship that was developing with us. To ultimately feel the physical pain of the punishment of the, all the things that led up to the cross and then the cross so that he could endure this and to under us understand number one the great hatred of sin and the filth of sin and the hatred of sin that God had for to inflict such pain upon his son because of human sin and then to hang him on a cross and to turn his back on him why because of our sin Jesus chose to go through all of that to hang upon the cross why? For our sin. Because in Romans 6 it says the wages of sin is death. The punishment of sin is death. And so uh, the ultimate gift, you know, he says later, the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. The gift started at the, at the at the birth of Jesus. And then we see it being reminded here. And then one more time we see him when he goes to the temple. And then ultimately we see his life ministry to all going to the cross. The greatest Gift. If you watch this or listen to this and you realize you've never received the gift, you might have religion, you might have church, but have you ever received Jesus as your personal Savior? That's the gift that Jesus came to give. And he offers it to everyone. And I also ask ourselves of those who say, you know I, I've been saved, I grew in this, I've known this. The gospel is something that shapes us way beyond just salvation. It continues to shape us for the remainder of our life. And I ask, do we allow God to do that? Do we allow him to shape us continually the gospel, to continually shape us, to become more and more like him every day? And that is something we have to evaluate in the word of God and growth. Is it continually shaping us all the way to become like Jesus, or is it in our minds a one-time thing? And we may be reminded at Christmas as we are just a few days from giving all the gifts that we have purchased and hid and, and hopefully get here that, you know, the, the, the people mailing it get here. One of our big gifts, you've already purchased somebody, won't get here till Thursday or if it's Saturday. We already know that. You know, when they're coming, when we give them, may we be reminded that the greatest gift that was given is not what we put on our credit card this year but what was what was beyond any value, any price that we could pay and that was Jesus going to the cross. May that be a great reminder because that is really the premise of all of what we're gonna celebrate this week. Thank you for taking time to join us on this uh, Tuesday and we're so glad to be with you and glad that you have joined us and be part of your life wherever you are, at work or at home or wherever it is. We're so grateful that you have taken time to join us and we hope that we can continue to be an encouragement if this has been, we encourage you to share this or like this or subscribe to our Facebook page, YouTube channel, uh, you know, Apple, iTunes, wherever you find it. And we, it's a great encouragement to us and help to us. And we appreciate that. And we look forward to seeing again tomorrow, Wednesday. Again, one more reminder, there will not be one Thursday or Friday as you spend time with family and we spend time with family. And then starting next week, I believe next Tuesday, we will jump back into this. And Pastor Trevor will have it for a few days until I come back from vacation. Thank you again for joining us. We look forward to seeing you tomorrow. We hope you have a great rest of your day. God bless.